Welcome, ladies and gents, to Speak From Your Heart show brought to you by JCLV21. This is a show, also known as a podcast, where we talk with powerful women who are shaking the globe with spreading love and wholeness and throwing in a little bit of a dash of wellness in there while they're at it. Today, we are joined by the one, the only, Alicia Fucci, who is a relationship and connectivity coach that I've had the wonderful opportunity of meeting at a networking group out here in Vegas. Alicia, please tell the listeners, who are you and what do you do? Hello, thank you for having me, Sharente. I am so excited for this opportunity. Uh, my name is Elisa Fucci. I am originally from Argentina, so I have that. If you hear that accent, it's it's because I'm from Argentina. Um, like you said, I am a relationship and connectivity uh, coach, and the reason why I wanted to focus on this was because. Mostly for my experience, my personal experience, coming from uh, being married for 11 years and then divorced, and then getting back together with my ex and going through therapy and marriage counseling and nothing was working until I found life coaching. And when I found life coaching, I was like, wait a minute, what? It completely changed how I thought and it made everything so simple. And two months later, uh, my husband and I got remarried. So that was like, I want to be a relationship expert and a relationship life coach. And the connection part came after, like during COVID, we lost all connection, right? Like it, it was taken away from us and we were forced to really see what matters the most to us, which is the relationships we have. That's why everyone is so desperate to work on themselves, to work on their relationships, to find connection. And it's a human need to be connected to other people. So I wanted to focus on that because I think it's so important and it is exactly what we need right now. Absolutely. We really do need that right now. So my question to you, because I titled this show, The Connection From Within, because when I saw your profile and I, I did not stalk you, but I did look at your social media content because it's there. So um, my question to you is this, is that to even say that you do connectivity, what must you be or do first before you can actually have a connection? With other people? Yes. Um, the first thing is connect with yourself. You have to find out who you are. Who are you? What do you want in life? I remember my therapist asking me this and I was 36 years old. And I was like, wait, what? I, I don't know what I want. I, I'm a mom and a wife. That's what do I want? It doesn't matter what I want. It's what my kids want, what they need me to be, what my husband needs me to be. Um, so for me to start finding out what I wanted, what I valued, that started 
reconnecting me with who I am. Because you cannot get what you want in your relationship until you're able to give that to yourself. So if you want connection, you need to be able to connect with who you are and who you were born to be, who you've always been, but you've forgotten because you're believing all these labels that you've been put on throughout your life or by society, by uh, your family, and also the wounds that we get every time we we get hurt every time we fall down we tend to get wounds and we walk around as wounded children really so we think we are these people but we're not until you're able to heal from those wounds and know who you are and know that you are not that broken person. Know that you are not those wounds. You are not those labels. You are not the trauma. You are so much more. When you're able to know that, your relationships organically change. You flow differently. You show up differently in all your roles. And I believe it allows you to offer that to other people. Once you can offer that to yourself, you're able to offer that to all your relationships. Mic drop moment. I just want to <laughs> say mic drop moment. Oh, my God. Um, I will. S- How do I say this? Everything you said is spot on. If we do not take the time to reparent ourselves, to treat that inner child within us, how we are looking to be treated, even though our parents did the best they could, and to remove the labels that others gave us, it makes it very difficult to connect with others because you always think that someone is out to get you. You're always judging the experience. You're doing the comparison traps. You're gossiping. Or you are just stuck in the stupor of depression and you don't want to leave your house for nothing, let alone mm-hmm. your room. Yeah, you're, you're reacting. You're pretty much reacting to all the wounds. So you're, you're, you're like afraid of doing anything. And, or you're angry, which is what I spent most of my life doing, angry, because I was on the defense the whole time. So I'm like, I feel sorry for my husband. Like the first 11 years, I was angry at him 80% of the time. <laughs> my G word. <laughs> it happens like that though like it really does because when you get married what people fail to tell you is that all those childhood wounds that you thought were covered and that you'll never have to address you have to address them mm-hmm. when the two become one yep exactly and and they'll be triggered they will like you'll be triggered constantly and i posted the other day on on instagram like I am still triggered every day by my husband. The difference now is that back then I would get angry at him. I would make it mean that he didn't love me enough, that I wasn't his priority, that I like, doesn't he see that this is making me mad? Doesn't he see that this is hurtful? Like I was, I was making it all mean like that he was attacking me that he was trying to be like trying to make me miserable and I'm like wait he's supposed to be my my partner right and the difference now is that yes I get triggered but I'm able to make it be about me 
I'm able to see that it's not about him. It's all about me and my triggers and what I am making his actions, his words mean. And I make sure that I tell him, hey, you know what? Right now I'm being triggered and I need to process this. So back off, like give me some space because I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret and it's not about you. I'm just reacting. And so he, he like, he teases me and he calls me the processor because <laughs> I'm like, I, I have to, like, sometimes it takes me a few minutes, hours, or sometimes a few days if I'm like, if it's something big. Um, but I work through it. I see that it's me. I see that it's internal. I see that it's because of something that happened to me before. And I allow the emotion to go through me. And then I choose who I want to be and what I, how I want to show up in the relationship. Then I am always in control. And I show up as I, as a person I want to be for my husband. That's the difference between who I used to be when I was triggered and who I am now when I am triggered and how I show up in the relationship. I absolutely love that. That's a loving response. And I, I, I hear no offense. I will be the processor. <laughs> I will be the processor. Okay. If it means that it keeps my relationship in a loving place. I will be the processor. Put me on timeout. I'm out, coach. I'm out. Right? So, <laughs> I completely understand that. That's how you keep a peace in the relationship without also diminishing the other person, making them feel unseen or unheard or not enough, and triggering them to go into their childhood wound baggage mm-hmm. that they might still be holding. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think it also, uh, especially for men, men want to fix things. Like if they see that you are having, uh, like you're struggling, that they did something wrong, they think, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. They go into fix it mode. When you let them know that, hey, it's not you, it's me, um, then they don't need to worry. They can show up as the loving and supportive men that you need them to be instead of going into fix-it mode, uh, which most of the times, let's admit it, it's not what you want them to do. <laughs> we have an idea, but it doesn't always like show up as how we want it. So instead, you can process it on your own, and then if you need things to change, you can make a request and say, hey, this triggered me. I I would prefer if we say things this way or if you say, if it, like, you can always make requests. Obviously, not expecting the other person to do it or not. Just make the request because you want to say what you want because it matters to you, but not withholding your love whether it happens or not, whether the request is met or not. This show is brought to you by JCLV21. JCLV21 is a coaching company that was created to help women business owners, podcasters, and entrepreneurs build the foundation for 
for their business or their podcast. With automation, structure, marketing, hiring, and mentorship, JCLB21 provides you with what you need to be successful for your business, your podcast, and your life. They believe that everyone deserves to shine in their divine. Head over to jclv21.com to book a call or text the word book to 702-334-8470 to schedule a free consultation today. Now let's head back to the interview. Oh yeah, don't have any expectations. When you have uh-huh. expectations, uh-huh. you can get let down <laughs> hard on accident. Yeah. So, I have a question for you because you said that you guys called it quits and then y'all said, we're getting back together. Okay, like (laughs) y'all had that full on moment. So my question to you is this, is that um, why go back? Oh, so the like our whole first 11 years i'll give you a little bit of the backstory if that's okay um, that is okay the first 11 years like to to start it all uh we were dating i got pregnant i was just dating him like it wasn't like oh i love him no i'm gonna be totally honest okay i found out i was pregnant and i was like oh crap, like, what do we do? I am not going to have this child have two different households and a mom and a dad separate. No. So I was like, we need to get married. So we got married to make the most out of it, to try to fix something. It wasn't that we got married because we fell in love and we loved everything about each other. No, no, no. We we chose the hard path. Uh, so we got married a month later. I had a child, so we were newlyweds and new parents. Ah, oh, great start, right? Um, well, our whole first 11 years, it was just a battle. And it was really, that's all it was. Like, it was a control struggle, power struggle to see, like, who can win more territory? Who is right? Who is wrong? You need to do this, X, Y, and Z, so then I can be happy. So then our marriage can function. So then I can be a good mom. You need to do all these things so then you can be a good dad. So then our kids won't be messed up and won't go to therapy for 10 years. Like We both had a list of things and expectations for each other. And as hard as we tried to meet each other's expectations, we always fell short, which is what happens in most marriages. Like, you have an idea of what this person should be, and this person, everything they do or don't do, it's either fitting or not fitting into that image. And this person that you're married to has another idea of who he thinks you want him to be and then he's trying to do all these things to try to please you to fit into this idea that he thinks that you want him to be so if you can picture it's a mess we are really lying to ourselves when we have expectations in a marriage when we are expecting the other person to be someone they're not we are not living an honest relationship and so that's kind of how it was our whole 11 years of marriage and 
I remember I was always striving to be better, always going to therapy, always reading books. And he wasn't. He's not like that at all. We are oil and water. So I was always trying to be like, why aren't you like this? Why can't you be better? Why can't you go to therapy? Why can't you just want something better for yourself? Like I always wanted him to meet me where I was. I wanted him to go at my pace because my pace was awesome. <laughs> I, I, like, I was like, yeah, who doesn't want to exceed in their life? Who doesn't want to be better? Come on. Like you, if you don't, then you're not good enough for me, which is ultimately what happened. I was like, I am at this spiritual high. I am working on myself. If you can't meet me here, then I, I can't be with you. And he was like, nope, I'm not meeting you there. He, we still loved each other, but I, I thought if he can't be equally as good as me, I can't be with him. He's dragging me down. He's, he's, he's getting in my way of my uh, progress, my spiritual, physical, and emotional progress. So he's hindering me. So I'm going to just let him on this let him go on the side of the of the road because this is not working and we did i moved away from out of state took the kids so for 3 years i was both a mom and a dad working full time and along with that came severe depression i was having uh monthly panic attacks that led me to being in bed for the rest of the day um I was constantly sick because I was emotionally broken. So my immune system was trash. Um, and my kids were struggling. And we were all going to therapy. And every time he would come and visit the kids, it was as if we were a family again for like two days. And it felt so good. And then he would leave. And it was like, uh-oh, ugh. So that's what it looked like for three years. And one day, um, we decided to be like, why don't we try it? Like, try it again. The kids were still not getting adjusted to having two parents separate. They were really struggling. My daughter was having severe anxiety um, and I, we're like, let's try it. We started talking more on the phone and it felt good. It felt like we were, we had both grown individually that we were okay coming together. We were not going to get in each other's way. Um, and it felt good. Like I, I had to pray about it. I had to feel, it had to feel right. I don't just make random decisions like on a whim. That's not me at all. Um, so once we we're like, okay, yes, this feels good. Um, I moved back to Vegas and we started living, we living, we were living together. And the first year was bumpy because we were so used to being alone that getting back together was an adjustment. Um, but I remember that slowly we started getting back into the same cycles, the same uh, destructive cycles that got us divorced in the first place. We were depending on each other to be happy. We were um, 
having these expectations. We so it, it was just slowly. It was a slow progression, and then by the third year of living together, we were back at therapy, back at marriage counseling, and in marriage counseling, what they teach you is to just talk about yourself, like oh, talk to each other, right? Like. <laughs> They give you a book, and they're like, hey, go on these exercises and do this book. And you're like, this has a lot of psychological terms. Are you serious right now? Like, you're not going to help with this? Uh, really? Okay. But hey, I've been there. We've done that, too. That's I'm like, mm. Right? Yeah. <sighs> just to find out, for me, he's like, I just want you to take care of you. If you do that, I am very happy, and you, that I'm at peace. And I'm like, I really? I got you. I'm going to do it. Moving forward. <laughs> done. Why do we pay this much money to figure this out? I right? don't understand, but right? here we are. They don't teach you that. <laughs> nope. Let's share each other's feelings. You open your hands, hold the feelings for the other person, and then figure out what to do with them. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? That's too much responsibility. No, no, no. I can't. I can't hold her happiness in my hands. I cannot. That's impossible. Um, and that's what was happening. Uh, so. That's kind of what led to it, to it all. So my question for you is for those that have a story similar to yours, what would be one thing that they can do to start cultivating a more loving relationship with themselves? Uh, the one thing that I teach my clients on the first call that we have together is learn your core values. That it, they, it is so important and it changes your life drastically. Learn your core values, your, your top five core values. And you can find those out by asking yourself questions like, what do you value in other people that you wish you had? Because most likely you have those attributes, you have those values, you have that in you. Uh, what do you value at work? What do you value in a relationship? And you'll see the same things, the same words come up over and over again. And you'll know those are your five core values. Once you know your five core values, I want you to start asking yourself, how can I live those five core values every day 1% better? Just one. I'm not asking you to go from like 20% to 100, fully living your core values and being awesome and feeling amazing about yourself. No, that's impossible. You could, but then you'll end up overwhelmed and, you know. And we don't want You'll that. be quitting cold turkey. <laughs> exactly. can't do this. 1% is easy, right? Like for me, um, it, one of my core values is self-development, self-improvement. And just finding out that that was my core value and living it every day. That 1% was maybe like reading a self-help book like a few pages, or watching a YouTube video that taught me how to do something that I didn't know before. But it started with that 1% and it led to me taking my certification as a life coach and starting my own podcast. Now it's like doing my writing two books and it's creating my own live events and it's just snowing snowballing into bigger and 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 better things right but it's just one percent when your car is misaligned it's just barely misaligned right and if you let go of the wheel what happens it, it just wobbles. 
yep, and it'll eventually go to the side, right? But slowly, it won't, sometimes, like, it's just a slight misalignment, and it just takes a few, maybe, meters until it takes you out of the lane. It's the same thing. If you don't have your values, you don't know where you're going and you'll end up repeating the same destructive cycles and you'll stay stuck, which is where all my clients come to me. They're stuck. They're sick of being in this dysfunctional cycles. So that's why. It's because they don't know who they are. They don't know their core values and they're not living them, which means they're not being true to themselves. So Find those core values, and by doing that 1% daily, you are realigning yourself with who you are, you're being true to yourself, and you're aligning yourself with your purpose. Because if you are breathing right now, it's because you have not fulfilled your purpose. You still have places to be, you still have people to help, to meet, you still have things to do, you still have a purpose. So... Start living your core values so you can realign yourself to your purpose here in life. I love that. Because when you say that, also reminds me, when you live by your core values, that also means that you're putting up boundaries to guard you from the things that you no longer serve you at all. Exactly. Which I absolutely love. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's another thing I teach in my program, boundaries. And boundaries, really, all it is, is just saying, this is as far as I'm going to go. This is as far as you can get. It's creating a fence that will protect you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. That's it. And it is out of love for yourself and out of love for others. That's it. It is a, the most loving thing you can do in a relationship for yourself and for others, creating boundaries and honoring them. So I have a question for you. Yes. What does honor mean to you? Honor means following through. It is standing up for what you say you're going to do, standing up for what you believe you, like, yeah, for what you believe. Okay. I love it. I will say for me, I have an acronym for honor and Ooh. it doesn't technically go with the definition, but it gets the point across <laughs> kind of thing. And it is honor, meaning honest observation, noting own remarkability, or you can also throw in the O to be others remarkability. But if you don't know your own, it makes it hard to know others remarkability in their fullness. Ooh. Honest, observe. What is it end for? Noting. Noting. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I, I'm taking notes here. Okay. <laughs> no, you're good. It's going to be on my social media. So it's all straight. I love um, it. But I love acronyms, and when I'm hearing everything that you're saying, I'm just like, this acronym goes perfectly in alignment to what you are describing. And when you take an honest observation of yourself, you have an awareness to facilitate a change within yourself. A hundred percent. you will start allowing more. Yes. Yes. So I have a question because you mm -hmm. just um, you just skated over these things and I'm just like uh, <laughs> pause, lady, pause for the cause. Um, book, podcast host, talk to me. 
<laughs> yes. Um, so I a few months ago, I had the impression, like I knew that I needed to write a book about my story of how I saved my marriage in two months. I'm like, because therapy and counseling didn't do it. I was going to get separated a second time. Um, and I was like, how did I do it in two months? How did I go from, I was looking for a full-time job for apartments. I was going to move out. Like we were done. We had not talked for like two weeks. That's how bad it was. And we had the, the, the talk. Um, and I remember hanging up after we had the talk and crying because I felt like such a failure. I had failed twice and with the same person. Okay. If you can't make it work with the same person, you can't make it work with anyone, right? Like that's how I felt. Um, so I needed to share that experience. I needed to share how I went from that moment to two months later, choosing him for the first time in 17 years and being so in love with this person that I have come to learn who he really is, really loving him and saying, I do want to marry you now and forever. Like, I don't want to uh, ever think of the grass is greener in another place. No, because that's what I did my entire year first marriage. I was always thinking, did I make the right choice? Is he the right guy? Why? He, like, I was always looking um, at other marriages. Uh, this time around, I chose him and I knew he was it. And how did I go in that, like in two months? And I put it, I was like, I need to put it in a book. So I'm writing that book and it's called that, How I Saved My Marriage in Two Months. And it, the problem is not him, it's you. Uh, because... I would go to therapy and say, think that 95% of all our marriage problems was him. And if he would fix all those problems, then our marriage would work. And most of my clients think the same way. Well, he doesn't do X, Y, and Z. Oh, he doesn't do the dishes. He doesn't do what I tell him to do. He is not the patient with the kids. And he doesn't get me flowers on my birthday. And he doesn't give me the, he doesn't listen. He's not loving. He's not kind. He doesn't say I love you enough. It's they think 95% of their problems is the husband. Well, in the book, I tell you how it's not him, it's you. Um, so I'm, I'm writing that book. And while I'm writing that, I joined an anthology with She Rises Studios. And I am writing, I wrote a chapter and along with 28 other women where um, we are sharing our experiences of how we unleashed our true identity. And the book is called Unleash Her, and it will be available October 25th. We will have some book signings all over the country, so we'll get those out. But I am so excited. I wanted to get myself into the, this arena and kind of do it. Um, and I realized this was the the best way to do it by joining an anthology. And yeah, my chapter is how I went from being a victim in my life where everything was out of my control. I was depressed, anxious, and hopeless, and miserable, and unhappy to 
thriving and being a fearless woman right now and loving how I now know who I always been. I now remember, because I think it's a matter of remembering who we are, because we were born perfect. Uh, it's just that along the way, we forgot. <laughs> we started believing everybody else. Um, so I'm just loving this process of like now I'm able to unleash who I really am and I'm doing these amazing things. I am unstoppable because I know who I am and because I'm constantly and daily remembering and reminding myself and fighting my my brain that tells me who I I I should be and who I used to be whereas now I know my true identity that I am strong I am good enough I am a hundred percent worthy I am a hundred percent good enough and I deserve everything that I'm looking for that I want um, and that is what I we want to teach women where we want to show how we each of us have got tapped into that uh that identity so we can become uh, free from the bondage of victimhood of of all this this cycles that have kept us stuck um, so I'm excited because this is so true to my story this is so near and dear and it depicts perfectly what I've have been able to accomplish in the past year and a half. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> People listening in on the show notes, you will find a link to where you can get a copy of this book when it comes out. So look on, out for that link and click it. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Yes. So, I'm still not skating over the fact that you also mentioned you have a podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please. I need to know more. Because I think it's living la vida a fool. But yes. then I'm like, I'm confused. Help me. <laughs> Yes. So that's what I'm doing. I'm living life to the fullest because I've been able to tap into that identity. Um, whereas before, I was just, I wasn't even living, really. I was surviving. How many moms, how many women are just surviving? They're barely making it to the end of the day because they're burnt out, overwhelmed, exhausted. How many? Like, most most women, right? And that's how I was too. Many. Right? So I wanted to just bring out a little bit of my Latina um, identity. like, And that's why I called it Living La Vida Full. Uh, where I just share what I am going through. What I've learned throughout the week. What, I, what I'm teaching my clients. And it's just sitting down with me as like you sit down with your friend, with your sister and just chat. Like I am very open and I share everything on that podcast and give you all the good information and resources that you need so you can too like me be able to overcome the obstacles that come through relationships in your business in parenting in anything that that you can think of like setting up goals everything that that we go through nowadays and it's the obstacles 
that I'm facing, which we are all facing. It's really the same things. Um, so that's my podcast. I love it. Where can people find it? Is it on Apple, Spotify? Yep, Apple, Spotify, yep, and all the major platforms. Yay! <laughs> so happy about that. I really, really am. So you already know what time it is, girl. You already know what time it is. It's that time where I drop another acronym because why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to keep moving on. The next acronym I'm going to drop is because you talked about the thing that we do when it comes to the ramblings. And I have a new w- word, a new definition for a word, mm-hmm. a.k.a. horrible. So whenever you hear horrible, I've changed the meaning of it because sometimes you need to change the meaning of words because you're like, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm your definition is not my definition. Mm-hmm. I do not accept it. Mm-hmm. No, I have my own acronym. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> for this one, um, horrible stands for healing, overwhelming, ramblings, radically, introducing balance, light, dash hearted energy. Ooh. Because when we remember that when we're quote unquote being horrible, no, we're not. We are healing the overwhelming ramblings mm-hmm. as much as we can. Even if it's letting them go because you feel like you can't fight against them or mm-hmm. saying stop kind of thing. And when we connect within ourselves, we have to let those ramblings know that no, if I tell you shush, it means shush. It don't mean <laughs> keep talking. It means shush. Okay, and I, I don't mind telling myself <laughs> inside of myself, shh. Girl, no. Girl, no. Um, so when you're saying about the things that us as women, we deal with, because I honestly will also say is that being a woman and what it actually is, entails is not really taught we learn about men majority of history class we don't learn about the women we don't learn about what other women are doing except for their moms they take care of kids they may have careers or they may not just check it out but being able to take the labels off of i am just you're not just you are all (laughs) you are love and my question to you, Elisa, is what is one thing, just one thing that you want to give the listeners that will uplift them for their next coming days? Oh, my gosh. Um, what has been the most impactful thing is knowing that you can choose how you feel. You can choose how you feel. Like, you do not have to feel miserable if you don't want to. You do not have to do that. You can choose. Yes, sometimes, some days, it'll be so hard. Some days, it'll feel like you're in the middle of a war in your head because you're going to be battling, like, these negative thoughts about yourself, about who you are. And it's a matter of like every second having to choose. No, I matter. This, I I choose to have faith. I choose to believe. I choose to be happy. I choose love. You have a choice of how you feel. And it's up to you 
what you choose. Um, and it, I just think that gives you so much power and I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you back the power. If you don't want to feel how you feel right now, if you're not feeling great, you can choose to get out of that feeling by choosing something else instead. It is, you are that powerful. So take the power back. Mm, I love it. I had to write something down. And what I wrote down was this. From circumstance to choice. Yes. Mm, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you so much. I really, really do. I love all my guests that come on this show, but I just, there's much love at every Aww. single guest. There's much love. You brought you so much joy to my heart. And I just... I want to. I want people to know how to find you. How can Ooh. they find you? Yes, yes. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, where if you go on the link in my bio, you can book an appointment with me. You can find my free guided meditation to get unstuck and process your emotions, or how I like to call it, digest your emotions, because we are not taught to digest our emotions, right? Like our bodies digest the food without us telling them what to do that's just we don't even think about it we don't tell our body okay now put the food here no it just does it on its own we're born knowing that but nobody teaches us how to digest an emotion so if you go into my link in bio you can click on that and listen to my free guided meditation that has been super impactful to so many i have gotten so many amazing uh, testimonials because of that um, that meditation like people have uh, gotten rid of their headaches anyway it's an awesome awesome um, tool to have and to learn uh, it's a great skill so there's that and soon I'll have a link to pre-book my to pre-order my my book and that'll be there too and you can find me at elisa e-l-i-s-a underscore fucci f-u-c-c-i like gucci but with an f underscore coaching uh, and you can also find me on facebook you can email me if you want if you're going through something and you want to ask me a question or if you want to learn more about my program even though I have everything on Instagram, <laughs> you can, and on my podcast, I talk about all my life and everything that I've been through on my podcast. But if you want to learn more, or if you want to reach out to me, my email is Elisa Fucci, E-L-I-S-A, F-U-C-C-I dot coaching at gmail.com. There you have it, folks. There you have it. We got her information. Now we can slide into her messages and ask her some things. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Partner with her. Connect with her. If you're having issues with your connectivity and you are feeling disconnected from the world, you feeling disconnected from your romantic partner, get help. Ask for assistance. There's nothing wrong with asking. The worst that they can say is no. So get as many no's as you need to to get your confidence up because eventually it's going to be yes. And for her, she most likely is going to say yes. So reach out to her. Subscribe to her podcast, which is Living La Vida Full, which is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, 
Pandora, probably all the other ones, okay? All the major ones. And I just have one last question, and then we're going to skedaddle off into the rest of our days today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the question is simple. Elisa, do you currently have anyone that you recommend that you would like to be featured on this show because they're just changing the game and helping people heal in ways that more people need to hear? Oh my gosh, I I'm thinking of like so many women that have that are like really changing the world that like I are just changing relationships, which is my like my little uh, weak point. <laughs> I love working on that. Um, so I, I'm just trying to think of like narrowing it down to one. <laughs> and I I have a few, but like who I really um, have learned to love how she's like she's helping women that are going through separation and divorce, which is you know like when I can't help them, <laughs> she helps them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's, I, I love, I love it. And her name is Heal North. And I, I just, we become best friends through like meeting each other through coaching and it has been awesome, uh, knowing her and I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm excited too. So I'll be reaching out. I'm excited (laughs) though, because my, my whole goal of this show, just so you guys know, I'm just I'm about to break all the walls. It doesn't matter, is to promote other women who are taking the time to help the world achieve their own inner world peace. The more people that have inner world peace, the more peace that we have in this world. So Amen. I love being able to help feature people that are changing life and that you can actually get help from that are not just talking it walking it oh yes i love that i think that's so important um it it all starts with us if we want peace if we want an amazing relationship if we want things outside of us we first have to find that within us so yep amen (laughs) i love it you're a cute outro (laughs) i love life i really do Thank you for listening to this episode of Speak From Your Heart Show. Remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast streaming platform. Be sure to give us a follow or DM us on Instagram at Speak From Your Heart Show, your takeaways and thoughts on this episode. That's all for this show. Until next time, see you.